everybody, this is Flavio Romeo, and this is the first episode of the new season of 2021. And uh, as it turns out, we're going to call January Hawthorne History Month. So write that down in your calendars, for the uh, at least for this year, and I'm not sure about next year. But this year, Hawthorne History Month is January, and, and we've got some great guests. We have Don Everett Smith, who is the writer of The Golf Road Murders. Uh, it's the first murder that took place in Passaic County back in 1850. We have coming up Linda Zimmerman, who is a paranormal investigator that went to investigate that house. And then also we have Meg Van Stone, who is now Meg Shoemaker, one of the part of the Brennan family that uh, that that bought the house back in the late 1930s, early 40s. She's going to share some of her experiences uh, as well. But on this first episode of the new year. We have the Hawthorne Historical Society. We were honored to to have Jackie Walsh, class of 1970. Shout out to 1970. Uh, I think you're going to enjoy it. It's a lot about Hawthorne's history, and you know, if we don't uh, if we don't keep up the history of our town, we're going to tend to lose it and forget about it. So, uh, stay tuned. I hope you enjoy the episode, and uh, happy New Year, everybody. Hey everybody, this is Flavio Romeo and another really exciting episode of the Hawthorne Towncast. I'm so psyched because having grown up in Hawthorne, moving here in 1967 when I was four years old, I, I feel like I myself should be a member of or, or should be a part of the history of Hawthorne. But we have with us Jackie Walsh, who not only was she a graduate class of Hawthorne High School in 1970, shout out to 1970, and this would have been this would have been a big reunion year for Jackie, right, Jackie? Yeah, it's true, 50 years. Yeah, 50 years. We would have celebrated our 40. So, so I want to welcome Jackie Walsh, who was former president of the Hawthorne Historical Society. Jackie, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having us. We're proud to be here. Yeah, this is exciting, and and, and you know what. I'm proud to be uh, to be a part of this this town, and and the more we do these town casts, the more excited I get about the town, in talking to people, and I'm really excited. I've got like two pages of things that I want, that I want to talk to you about. I'm really excited Great. to have you on. So I do I do appreciate you taking the time. Oh, it's our pleasure. All right, so the Hawthorne Historical Society, and I'll shout yeah. out the website HawthorneHistory.org. Uh, so give me the give me the background when it started goals missions I I, I can't wait to hear about it. Okay, Hawthorne um, Historical Society was formed in July of 2007 by a group of interested residents who got together to promote the history of Hawthorne. So it was just people uh, from town. It was just people from town. Huh. They started it. Uh, we still have two founding members who are. Who are uh, still members? Oh, who are they? Society, uh, Charlie Frankel. Charlie Frankel. Right, and Curtis Carlock. Hey, shout out to both you guys! Thank you so yeah. much for for still still being a part of the historical society. That's awesome. And they are integral members. Uh, the knowledge that they have about the history of Hawthorne is tremendous. 
Now, if, for, for everybody listening, if you guys are like me, <clears throat> I mean, the biggest history I thought was the Hawthorne Theater. <laughs> you know, that, that I thought was the big historical part of this town. <clears throat> Excuse me. But, but as I talked a little bit with Jackie, and I can't wait to get into it, uh, there's, it's such a deep, deep history of this town. Even Now, when was Hawthorne founded? Officially, it was founded uh, in uh, 1898. 1898. Right. And, but how far back? How far back does Hawthorne go? I mean, even before it was founded. Well, previous prior to 1868, the uh, area comprising the borough of Hawthorne was generally called Wagraw. That's what it was called before Hawthorne. Right. The, yes. And the name was derived from the Indian term meaning where the river bends. Oh, the Passaic River. The Passaic River. Wow. Uh, the so north this... end of town was generally called Gopal. The north end, meaning the hills, or up by by the brook. Uh, up, up the north, the northern end of the town, um, up where the pump house. Used oh, the the, the northern north. end. I am so bad that at geography. Was, and uh, no, that's okay. And along Gopal <laughs> Road, that was. Gopal, and it means it comes from a Dutch word meaning a fork. That's what the word Gopal means. Yep. I always true. wondered what that meant. Right. Yeah, it's a Dutch word, and it was derived from the fact that two brooks mentioned in very early deeds forked or divided at this place. So the the, the brook that comes down Gopal Hill Road and joins in with the Gopal Brook is the Gopal. Okay, does that does that stem from the, the the quarry or where does that little brook? Do you know where that comes from? Uh, well, it comes down from um, like uh, Wyckoff. Okay, all right, trickles down and then it connects to the to to Goffa Brook. Right, it comes it comes down like behind Jefferson School, I believe, and then all the way down Goffa Hill Road. Yeah, because you see the little you see the little trough and the little bridges, but you know, obviously, it's not a big, it's not a major waterway. Right, but that's where it it joins in with the Goffa Brook, and that end of town was called the Goffa. So when it when it was called Wagaraw, what what was the what was the Indian tribe that? Well, the Lenny Lenapis were here. Okay, yeah, because I remember that growing up. I remember the right. Yeah, the sure, Lenape. you remember your your uh, fourth grade uh, New Jersey history. Yeah, <laughs> I felt like I felt like that's it. I, all of a sudden, I started to hear things like Comanche and Apache. I'm like, no, no, everything was Lenny Lenape. In our world, it was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> In our little community. Right. <laughs> so the Lenny Lenapes they go back. They go back a long time. Yes, they do. There's that fishing weir that's in the Pacific River that you can see when we have a drought. That's over, um, over by Home Depot. Okay. Home Depot is, yeah, yeah. There is, there's a fishing weir in there that's still you can still see it, and uh, when we when the river's at a low point. Really. So, yes. And that goes back to the Lenny Lenape. Yes. How? And actually, the, the Lenny Lenapes had a encampment up. Um, Towards where the Goffle is, where I just described the Goffle, and sure. where Goffle Brook Park is, uh, they did have a an encampment up that end of town. And, Go- and Goffle Road basically is an Indian trail. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I didn't know that. Yeah. All right, so yeah. the Lenny Lenape lived... Now, how far back... Do, do you know how far back that goes? Uh, couldn't 
give you a date on that. I, I was because I was looking up some of the history, and it said that it could have gone as far back as sixteen hundred. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, so sixteen hundred, and then you know, so they lived here for a while, and then how did how did it go from being called Wagara to being called called Hawthorne? Okay. Um... Previous to 1866, it was known as uh, two different names. Hawthorne, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Wagerer and, and Goffel. Okay. Um, it was formerly part of Manchester Township, which was part of Bergen County. Okay, that's interesting. And then the district was composed of farmlands, and uh, the inhabitants were farmers. Right. The industries in town were Morrow Mills, Grist mills, ice houses, black black I'm sorry, blacksmith shops, wheelwrights. Those are the businesses that were in town. In town. Okay. In eighteen sixty six a number of New Yorkers came to Porthorne and bought up several farms. Then the train service to New York was uh, via the Erie from Patterson and to reach the Patterson depot you had to go by private team or walk. The route was down Goffle Road to North Main Street and across the bridge to the depot in Patterson. Wow. So the, the railroad was really important in the development of Hawthorne. So, so I have a question. On 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 Diamond Bridge Ave, and, and I know I'm going to be jumping all over the place because I'm, okay. I'm just so excited. <laughs> on, 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 on Diamond Bridge Avenue in Washington, you've got those right across the street from St. Anthony Church. Right. You've got those two stone pillars that are on right uh, mm-hmm. what what I know what I what I was told when I was a kid but do you know what those really are okay those pillars were put there that was going to be a private development okay and because the depression put an end to the building of that really mm-hmm. so that was going to be kind of like our uh, Bailey Park from it's a wonderful yeah. life Right. Well, yeah. you know the, the the old St. Anthony's convent. Yes, the big was, house on on there. Washington. Right, that was one of the first houses along there. It was um, it was a, one of a, a state senator lived there. Oh wow! And um, yeah, and it was supposed to be you know houses along those that type. But the depression came. The builder lost all their money and. Um, it was not developed in that manner. So that was almost like a prototype, mm-hmm. like the model home for what was going to be the future of Hawthorne. Possibly, yes. Wow. Yeah, because when I was growing up, someone, a friend of mine lived on the corner, and, and they said they, they were told, and they told me that it was, it was the, at one point it was the entrance of a big farmland, but this, oh, makes, okay. a, this makes a lot more sense. Right. You know, the beginning of, you know, d- new development. All right. Yeah, it was it was going to be a gated housing development, um, and the St. Anthony's Convent. Now that I think, uh, used to be the home of State Senator Joseph McGinnis. Joseph McGinnis. Mm-hmm. And how far back does that goes back to the mid eighteen hundreds? Uh no, that's that's early uh, early nineteen hundreds. Early nineteen hundreds. Okay, mm-hmm. and then and then just to go back another century. Okay. You know, I know that there's some some really old houses and one of the oldest houses which which is 
What is the oldest house in Hawthorne? Well, we have a couple. Um, the Van Winkle House, of course, is, is an old house. Well, and we're, uh, we're going to we're going to talk about that one. Yes. <laughs> uh, where Batagra is now, that was the Ryerson House. That's a very old house. Yeah. Now that's uh, now, that, and that's still it's still pretty um, pretty accurate to to what it was when it was when it was built, right? Right. There's a certain section of it that is very accurate. You know, when when they sold it to Scordados in 1970. Of course, they added on to the building, but we do have pictures of what the original building looked like. Yeah, and that's and that's an important pl- that's an important um, landmark because, I mean, during during the, the the war, I mean, that was still that was up there, right? So, so what what were some of the things that were going on in that area, and then you know around around that whole Franklin School area? Okay, in fact. Back in the Revolutionary time, that's where Lafayette had his camp. Yeah, and that's that's where we get the name Lafayette Ave, right? Right, Lafayette Ave. Um, His troops were stationed along the old Franklin School district, uh, the May Street, all the cross streets off of May Street. That's where the Continental troops were. Now, for most of us listening that happen to be in our age group, <laughs> we remember. Yeah, we remember yeah. when Franklin School was Franklin School. Right now, on May Street, right almost at the entrance of of the Hawthorne Pool, that building used to be Franklin School. Right now, it's condos. So before yeah. before all that, mm-hmm. that's where that's where his troops, that were Lafayette's troops, camped. Right. Mm-hmm. There were about two thousand of them, and it stretched from basically. Uh, by the pool, all the way up to Diamond Bridge, uh, in that whole area along all those cross streets. Uh, now I know we, we talked about we talked about some of the roads. We talked about Lafayette Ave. We talked mm-hmm. about Wagaraw Road. Wagaraw meaning bend in the river, right? Right. Uh, Goffel Road. Goffel meaning the fork fork of two rivers where the two rivers uh-huh. meet. Yeah, the two brooks come together. Sure. Yeah. So so now we have. Hawthorne Ave. So how did, do you know the history of how Hawthorne, like, is it named after Nathaniel Hawthorne? Is there a Hawthorne? Who's Hawthorne named after? Okay, who's Hawthorne named after? Good question. Uh, there was a man named Mr. DeGray who owned, who lived in Batagra. Okay. Right, he lived in the Batagra house after Ryerson? Right. Okay. And he was successful in getting the Erie to stop at Wagara Road for the benefit of the commuters from Hawthorne. The Erie, the train? The Erie, Erie Railroad. Erie right. Railroad. Right. And that's, that's, that's the train that runs right in the center of town. That, that, yeah. Right. That was, the, actually, there were two, two lines in Hawthorne, the Erie, which I believe is the Amtrak or the, the, the New Jersey Transit yes. uh, okay. line. And then you had the New York Western and Susquehanna Railroad, which is the one that goes down it would, down the center of town. That's the, the Susquehanna. Mm-hmm. Not to be is. Not to be confused for you Abbott and Costello fans of that Susquehanna Hat Company. Different Susquehanna. <laughs> Different this, Susquehanna. Was, this was the train. So so he had the train stop at Wagra Road? Yes. 
he was very successful. He was a, he was a big deal, Mr. DeGray. And uh, he got the uh, officials of the railroad to uh, put a station in that area. Right and, at the right at the end. And he the meeting resulted in an agreement where two trains each way would stop there daily, which was a pretty big deal for Hawthorne. Yeah. Right, a signal was erected. A signal pole was erected on Monday, August twenty sixth, eighteen sixty seven, and about fourteen people took the train at seven o six a.m. A month later, a small, a small station was erected at the pole from funds contributed by the commuters, and this little station became known as Norwood. It was the Norwood stop. Well, that's what they were going to call the town. Ah, uh, oh, glad we didn't but, call it that. But. A post office was being established in Hawthorne through the efforts of Mr. James, who was another um, very prominent man in Hawthorne. And uh, postal authorities objected to the name Norwood, and so did the Erie Railroad, because they already had a station by that name on another branch, Norwood, New Jersey. Wow, okay. A lot of names were suggested for a substitute for Norwood. But Mr. Jane said because of the fact that the fields abounded with the growth of Hawthorne shrub, in its characteristics being an emblem of hope, the name of Hawthorne was adopted for the section lying south of Diamond Bridge Ave. So, <laughs> so here I'm romancing it in my mind. I'm thinking Nathaniel Hawthorne lived here one day and the town was right. named and it was named it, after the Hawthorne shrub. Right, because there were so many, there was a lot of farms farmland here sure. and apparently that shrub grew all over the place but it is named it is spelled the same as nathaniel hawthorne yeah yeah because there are a lot of other hawthorns and i think hawthorne new york drops the e right yeah it's because they don't want to yeah they don't want to compete that's why right of course not we own not the e <laughs> <laughs> it's our e it's, uh, that makes us that that sets us apart exactly I know that there were a lot of Dutch, you know, Dutch that, 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 you know, started living in town. It was not, maybe not founded by the Dutch, but I know there was, a, were a lot of Dutch people here, right? Right. Because if right. you. Especially the Ryers, the Ryersons. Yeah, which uh, is a big part of it. Immig- uh, they immigrated from Amsterdam in 1646. 1646, they, they moved to the U.S. They, they came to the U.S. Wow, and and they they own the house for I mean they their they name did. was around for a long long time. They were until the until the fifties. Until the Ryersons owned the house. Now there's a cemetery that's behind Kohler. That's the DeGray Ryerson Cemetery. There's a cemetery behind Kohler. Yep. Like really? Because mm-hmm. I know I know. And and for you guys listening, you may not realize that, that I guess now we have three cemeteries in Hawthorne. Yes. So so there's a cemetery behind Kohler. Is it open to the public? Can people go look at it? Yeah, sure. You, you can. It's for like past the soccer field. It's very overgrown. But the, the tombstones are still there. Some of them are, yes. Wow, that goes back a long way. Yes. And then we have two other cemeteries. Maybe you could touch on those. Okay, we have the Jewish Cemetery and the Dutch Cemetery, which are off of Brock Island Lane. Which is right off of Goffel. Which is right off of Goffel. Which means fork. 
So I mean, it stands to reason that there's a Dutch cemetery if they name the street Gothel. Right. <laughs> and those cemeteries are still there. Yes. And you could still go up there and take a look at those tombstones. Yes, we just ask that you be very respectful while you're there. Sure. Now, you, we, when we talked earlier, you, you mentioned something about which which of the two is an older one. I guess the Dutch is older. I would believe that the Dutch is older. Um I don't have a date on that, but... But you can um, go look at the tombstones. Yes. There's, yeah. there's a couple of... There's a, there's only there's only a couple of there, and, they're, and they are in Dutch. They are, okay. They uh, are in Dutch, and that's very, very overgrown, too. And in the Jewish cemetery, I guess that was probably around early 1900s, right? Late, late yeah, 1800s. They, it was uh, 1890s. Okay, 1890s. And right. and and you mentioned an interesting fact that, you know, we're in this pandemic now and if you go up and look at the Jewish cemeteries, the cem- mm-hmm. Jewish cemetery, you you were saying that the uh, the dates on those tombstones were were right, were right around uh, the time of the Spanish flu. Right. Uh, a lot of the dates on there due to the epidemic of 1918 and the diphtheria mm-hmm. epidemic of the 1920s. Oh, so really? This is, this is nothing, you know, these, these pandemics are really nothing new. But if you do look at the dates, it's, it's heartbreaking to see how many, pe- how many people were affected by it. Wow. And, and, and guys, this, we're not talking about Fairlawn Cemetery where it's like, you know, 400 acres of, of land. This is a very small area because Hawthorne wasn't that big at the time. Right. Right. And this was this, the Jewish cemeteries, um, uh, congregation was in Patterson on Godwin Street. Oh, okay. That That's where and the congregation, people, to that cemetery? It was, the, the cemetery was originally purchased by a group of people from Lithuania. Oh, wow. And they formed the Jewish congregation on uh, Godwin Street in Patterson. Wow, that's, that's, that's interesting. Lithuanians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so now we've got the cemeteries. I, I didn't realize right. the Kohler Cemetery. I'm going to have to check that out. We've got the cemeteries. We've yep. got a lot of the streets that are named after people. So I, I wanted to ask you about Ray Ave. And, and John Ray. John Ray, <laughs> yeah. What is there a little history on John Ray? Oh, sure. John Ray was a entertainer. Uh, he was very famous in Europe for singing um, Stephen Foster songs. Camptown Races. Really? Uh, yeah, Beautiful Dreamer. Yeah, he was he was very very famous in in, in Europe. He had um, he performed for uh, he performed at Versailles in France for King Louis. Wow. And, and Princess Eugenie. What years was that? What year? Um, now you caught me off guard on that one. Uh, <laughs> well, I would have to think. I would have to. You know, Camp Town races was that. Late 1800s? Late 1800s, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he came here. um, He bought the, actually, he bought the Ray House, sight unseen. So, and the Ray, when he purchased it, yeah. And the Ray House, so you guys understand what the Ray House is. The Ray House, that's the one that's on Goffel Road, right? If you're you're going towards Wyckoff or Ridgewood, it's on the right. It's right by the Luke Oil Station across the street, catty corner from that. Yeah, so it's where that softball field is on the corner of Ray and Goffel. Right. So and now that's, 
the Passaic County Art Center. Yeah. So how that? I mean, so that obviously that's that's several. That's over well over a hundred years old. Yeah, eighteen twenty. They're figuring. Eighteen twenty. It's almost two hundred years old. Right. Wow. Yeah, because I had seen that they had. Uh, that I guess the county had converted that to the arts. To the the. What's it called now? The Passaic County? Passaic County Art Center, uh, Cultural Arts Center. Cultural Arts Center, okay. Yeah, John uh, W. Ray House. So again, while you walk, well, you, you know, when you walk in those doors, just understand that, that you're walking through 200 years of history. Right. And Ray, yep. Ray, the entertainer, he not only has Ray Ave, he was so famous in Europe, he ended up getting an extension. Right? He's got, he's got Ray Ave extension. Hey, Ray Ave extension. They, <laughs> they couldn't, they had to, had to do it. They had he to. Owned, he owned uh, quite a bit of property. Uh, it was, the land consisted of about 150 acres. Uh, the John Ray, so, the John Ray estate. Right. Wow. Are there any rays left around? Um, I think there is. I'm on the hunt for that. I have, uh, you know, I do a lot of uh, genealogical research. Yeah, and, yeah. And uh, during my foray into one of the things i think i found somebody who is married to a ray real well listen if anybody listening knows anybody out there that's related to the late great john ray uh you know send a shout out send me so you could send any comments to comments at the towncast.com or get on get on uh, hawthornhistory.org and and shoot them an email that's pretty cool we also have a Facebook page, and I'm always willing to answer any questions. Uh, if you if you uh, send me a message on that, I'm the administrator for the, our Facebook page. I'll be happy to follow up. And the Facebook page is at Hawthorne, just Hawthorne Historical Hawthorne Historical Society. Hawthorne Historical Society. Now, I had another mm-hmm. question because I saw on your sure. website on HawthorneHistory.org. I saw that there were a couple pictures. I love the old pictures of Diamond Bridge Ave and Lafayette Ave. Uh, we live on Diamond Bridge now, so we have, you know, affinity for that area. Sure. Uh, if people have, and I know a lot of people out there, I, I see Edward Losey, uh, he always pops up on there posting posting old pictures. If people have pictures, they have memorabilia, and they have things that they feel should be included in the history of Hawthorne, should they send that to you guys? Absolutely. We are always looking to increase our archives. Yeah, because, you know, there are so many, I have to imagine, so many people out there, like anybody related to the Rays or the Ryersons, right. uh, that have that have these old pictures that are either hanging on their walls or they're just collecting dust in some drawer and don't know what to do with it. Guys, you, would, yeah, go ahead. Ha- we would be happy to, to take them, to put them into our collection. And then it's archived um, forever. Yes, that's the problem. Is people are throwing things out, and they're throwing away history. It's tragic, right? Because sometimes they just don't know what to do with it if they're cleaning out somebody's house. Yeah, yeah. Um, they come across old pictures, and they're not quite sure. We would love to have them because sometimes we can pinpoint what we're looking at, even if you might not be able to. Well, and that's the thing, you know, guys. You you pull pictures out and you look, and it's like your grand your grandfather's house that had it from his grandfather and you right. have no idea who these people are or where they are right you know we now that we have a historical society 
that has a deep knowledge of Hawthorne, they can track all that stuff. I think that is awesome that, that you guys are even doing a genealogy uh, research on, on the people from town. All the time. <laughs> yeah, so so guys, if you, if you know people that that grew up here, whose family grew up here, their family grew up here, you know, it's it's definitely worth worth shooting them an email and saying, hey, you know, I don't know if you're interested in this, but I found these pictures, or I found my great great grandmother's diary, who talks about going to the right. Hawthorne Theater for the first time. Right. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think people understand how valuable their old family stories are. Right. It, yeah. It's all part of it's part of growing up in Hawthorne. Um, we would love to hear from you. Uh, it, it it adds to our knowledge. We we are very knowledgeable about the history of Hawthorne, but there's so much more that we don't know, and we'd love to learn it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and and, and you know, you guys are you guys are open to just receiving emails, pictures, comments, or, or just, just pick up the phone, call, leave a message and just say, Hey, I have this, or I have a story, or I found a, right. you know, a, a journal. I mean, yeah. that's, that's what builds history. Yeah. Feel free to hit me up on Facebook. Um, I'd be happy to talk to people about their memories of, of town. Um, it's important because otherwise if we don't save it, it's, it's going to disappear and that would be a shame. Yeah, this is, you know, it's it's one of those, and we always talk, you know, we, we always kid about it being like Mayberry, but, you know, since we have the It's a Wonderful Life coming up, I you know, I, I, I look at it like Bedford Falls. It's an old Bedford Falls. I look at some of the community pages and some of the alumni pages, and, you know, people will post things. Like we posted a couple of pictures, of, you know, from right from Diamond Bridge Ave. And, you know, people that have moved away years and years ago that, that obviously miss the town and miss growing up here, um, you know, they, they cherish those things. So I, I, I imagine being able to, if you, if you are the older generation, being able to go on the historical society and seeing what happened before them. Yes. Yeah. That's, yes. that's awesome. We are fortunate to have a couple of, um, members of the Hawthorne historical society who are, you know, uh, native Hawthorne people uh they grew up here they were born here they grew up here they had a long rich history i'd just like to mention john brockheisen who is a member um grew up on brockheisen lane wait john, john he's five. he's still a member yeah wow the brockheisen of brockheisen lane the brockheisen john brockheisen is one of our value most valuable valuable members he has stories of Hawthorne that are invaluable well about growing up growing up in uh, in Hawthorne. We we might have to get him on the podcast because that it first of all to talk to anybody who has a street named after them and yeah, right? <laughs> with two cemeteries no less. <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely have to get him on and, and really to hear some of that fun just personal information about growing up and and growing up in a family who grew up here. Right? You know, they had a farm, they had a strawberry farm up on off of Brockhausen and John's got a lot of really good a lot of really good stories about growing up here in Hawthorne. So, yeah, we're fortunate. It's the, the, our most valuable asset are our members. Yeah. So, so, yeah, and let's talk a little bit about that. Guys, this is not a profit, a profit organization. This is not a commercial business, the Hawthorne Historical Society. This is a group of people that grew up here to start a, a society to keep the, the history of Hawthorne rich, and it comes at a price. 
And so how do you guys, you know, obviously in the past, how have you raised funds and, and try to get people to, uh, to donate and become members? Well, we have a DVD of the history of Hawthorne um, that we did a couple of years ago. Uh, we interviewed um, longtime residents who uh, told stories about growing up in Hawthorne. We have a stained glass uh, note card project, uh, the 10 note cards and different. If you walk around Hawthorne, you'll notice that some of the houses have stained glass windows in them. Yeah, yeah. So, so we went around and photographed them, and we have them available as note cards. We had T-shirts. We did a T-shirt. Uh, we did a bus tour where we called it the Magical History Tour, and we went around Hawthorne and stopped at various sites. The Magical History a, Tour. That's awesome. The magical <laughs> History Tour. <laughs> that's great. You can tell, tell my age with that one. Yeah, and, that's um, great. Beatles fan. <laughs> and uh, then we had a, a, a buffet. Uh, lunch at Justin's a restaurant on, on, on Lafayette Avenue. Sure. Um, we we participate in Hawthorne Day. We're always down there. Um, people ask questions and stop by to, to find out different things about our society. And um, you know, with the with with the pandemic, it's kind of put a cramp in our style as far as fundraising, as it has with so many other organizations. It's, yeah, it's a tough year for everybody. It's it's. It's sad because, you know, you see the businesses and they're operating and, and many of them have struggled and had to go out. But, you know, the organizations that you don't see, like, you you know, you don't see the Hawthorne Historical Society that that depends on raising money from people, from pe residents of town that mm -hmm. that love this town and love the history of the town and are willing to support the history, you know, and, and you know, building and continue to building the history of the town. And, right. and we had some other non-for-profits that, you know, again, you don't see. You don't see Fight for Autism that, that had a big concert right. in the summer to raise money. And, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, people that are having walkathons and all these other, these other fundraising events that have just dried up. Yes. So, it's, it's tough year for everybody. So if someone wants to donate or someone wants to become a member, what mm -hmm. is, what's the process? And they can go to our um, our webpage, and we do have a um, membership form. They can download that and send it in with a check to Hawthorne Historical Society, Post Office Box 90, Hawthorne, New Jersey, 07507. Oh, you got the 07? Yes, because that's the post office. That's the post office box, yeah. <laughs> I bet people didn't know we had two zip codes in town. <laughs> Probably not. Now they do. Now they do. Uh, and we would encourage anybody who's who's interested in the history of Hawthorne. Um, next month uh, on Facebook, uh, since you were talking about Facebook, yeah, um, and and acquiring um, artifacts for the town, I was going to do a little promotion called "What's in Your Attic," and I figured maybe when everybody's uh, putting back all the Christmas decorations and cleaning out the attic, if they come across anything that they think the historical society would be interested in. To have them contact us, I love we're willing that. to pick up <laughs> if need be, or um, you know, we'll, we can. We, we I had a guy send me an Opichi bottle from the Opichi winery. Yep. You know the Opichis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He sent me a bottle. It was great. You know, I mean, it's it's to Hawthorne. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so good. <laughs> we got a desk from uh, a girl that I went to high school with. A couple that I went to high school with from Roosevelt School. 
uh, John Bertolo at the Hawthorne Boys and Girls Club donated the old Hawthorne Boys Club sign that originally hung in the Ray House when the Ray House was the Boys Club. We can't thank him enough for, for the Boys and Girls Club donating that to Wow. Our... Yeah, shout out to John. I just talked to him a couple of days ago. He's going to come on the podcast early in oh, uh, 2020, yeah. 22, yeah. Yeah. 21. Uh, you know. We get we get stuff from from all different places and and there's always a story behind it that we we want to we want to make sure that we have it because if we don't do it now who's going you know where's it going to go no it's going to stop do, well we do have an our office now is at the is at the John Ray House the county was gracious enough to uh, lease us for a dollar. Um, a room downstairs so now we actually have some place to to put our memorabilia rather than um one of the members barns or my attic yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's great so once this covid is over and it will be Mm -hmm. over uh is it going to open up to the public the public could come in and just see different artifacts well we're not there yet with that we have a big pile of things that you know i mean the covid pandemic just really stopped us in our trash sure um, part of the membership money that they would send in would help us buy archival boxes so that we can preserve the papers that we have. We have a tremendous amount of paper. Um, you know, it, th- these things need to be stored in a certain way. So it would help us along those lines. Um, it, it, you know, it costs money to have an organization. Not that we spend a lot of money, but um, for any project that we, we'd like to finish the digitization of the Hawthorne news record. That's back when Hawthorne had two newspapers. Um, I saw on the library uh, website that the Hawthorne Press now has their um, a certain number. I think it starts in 1931 of the Hawthorne Press that's available on the on the library website. Wow, that people, can, that people can access to you know to look at those different um, editions of the Hawthorne Press, and we all miss the Hawthorne Press terribly. I know. I want and I want to try to get uh, Mrs. Missinelli on the on uh-huh. on the podcast just to talk about it because you know every I think everybody in town feels the same way. Right. And I, I want to touch on something you said because guys, you got to understand. In 1923, when the, the Hawthorne, the first, was it called the Hawthorne News Record? The Hawthorne, right. the Hawthorne News, mm-hmm. right? When the Hawthorne News started, uh, and, you know, and it kept going for a while, and then the Hawthorne Press started, those, those editions, okay, this is what your Hawthorne Historical Society has done. Those editions, they have paid to take those early editions, and they have issues from 1923 to 1944 and they have them all digitized and they have them on dvds available at the library right and they are um you can keyword searchable so you can you can uh use the use the the uh dvd and you can search by a keyword which you know helps with your search when you're trying to find something specific so so they've they've taken the money so so you understand where the money goes They've taken the money, money from donations, money from memberships, and they've 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 archived a, a very important part of Hawthorne history, which is when when had his first newspaper. Right. Yeah, I mean that's 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 pretty amazing. Yeah, it's an important thing to to document. Um, the the papers 
are deteriorating. And if we didn't... Um, they'd be gone. They'd be gone. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, along with all that information. So when they go on your website, they go on to hawthornhistory.org and they see become a member. What is it what does it cost to be a member? $20 for a year. 20 bucks for a year. Yes. Okay, which is like it's it's silly money. I mean, it's not not to diminish that it's 20 bucks. No. But if no, you think about getting a cup of tea or a cup of coffee at the store every day, it it's, you know, it kind of puts it more in perspective. Right. And we do, you know, we do get together, um, hopefully at Christmas time of 2021, we'll be able to have our holiday open house at the Ray House. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, generally in October, we have a covered dish supper uh, for members up at um, the, that big red barn on Ray Avenue Extension. That was part of the Blastberg um Blastbird Farm. Uh, we have a covered dish supper for members. We all get together, and uh, yeah, we do. We do a lot of nice things. And and listen, I'm, I'm not again. I'm not trying to diminish twenty bucks. The importance of twenty bucks. But even if you have a dollar, you can still donate. Absolutely, you, you can. Donations are always welcome. Yeah, you can donate any amount of money. Uh, if you want to become a member, it's a minimum of twenty bucks. But you, again, you're not limited to twenty. If you want to donate a hundred. You become right. a member and, you know, and, and you donate some extra money because some of the things that you guys are doing are, are, are I feel, are really important to any community to, 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 to preserve the history of that community and, and how it got to where it is today. Right. And, and we do, during the year, have lectures. We have guest speakers come in to lecture on different subjects. Uh, we had Vince Perillo, who was a professor at William Patterson University. He uh, has done a number of films, but the uh, the movie that we had uh, that we shown that we had shown um, was called Patterson and Its People. And you know, Hawthorne and Patterson are, are connected uh, through people who grew up in Patterson and have moved here. Um, so many people. So many people, and yeah. we did we we had that we showed that. Uh, we did a thing on Palisades Amusement Park, which we got a good response on. So oh, we, I remember We do that. do different, um, we do do have different lectures uh, and, and movies and uh, during during the course of the year. It, so it, that's another thing that we do. Is there a way that people could just sign up for a newsletter or, or emails that they can receive when these events come up? Sure. They can just, you know, um, go to info, uh, I think it's info at Hawthorne History org and if you want to sign up um please do just send us your email and say that you'd be interested in uh knowing about any future events and we'll put you on our mailing list so we'd be happy to so that was info at hawthornhistory.org mm-hmm. all right so just send them an email and say hey listen i heard the podcast and i want to keep up on on events that are going on in town historical events and Absolutely. i love the i love the idea of bus tours and i and i think that once once, you know, the vaccines are out, once everybody feels more comfortable and COVID's under control, I think people are going to want to get out and they're going to want to do things. Absolutely. And, and I love what you have. One of the things that you had on your website, you had uh, a walking tour, just 10 things to, to look at. You could walk around and go see in Hawthorne. Exactly. I mean, who knew, you know, that we had a wampum factory in Hawthorne? We made wampum in Hawthorne? Yes. We did? We really? 
Yes, we did. Tell Johann me. Johann Stoltz had a had a, a wampum factory up on the uh, Wyckoff Hawthorne border. It's um, by it would be near present day Gothel Road and Ravine, Ravine Avenue. And okay. That's, and he was he was it was a big operation. He was uh, direct competition for the Campbell brothers up in, in Park Ridge, who were also another uh, wampum factory in New Jersey. Wow, so we're competing with Park Ridge for wampum. Exactly. What year was that? What, what, what era? About 1720. 1720, we're making wampum in Hawthorne. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's all these little things that you didn't know. Um, you, you, you look at... You, I think it's an opportunity for the Hawthorne Historical Society to teach people about what they're looking at. And they might not, it becomes more interesting when you know the history behind it. And I want to mention the um, the bridge over uh, Walburton Avenue uh, that goes that over by the high school. That uh, goes to Gothel. And, yes. Yeah, they and just redid the, that, didn't they? Just, that's they the, just redid that bridge. And yeah. the original bridge, the Hawthorne, Hawthorne and the State County negotiated for a specific type of bridge and you got to admit that's a beautiful bridge with with the archway and the and the lighting on it absolutely the purpose of that bridge for Hawthorne was they wanted a beautiful bridge to lead into their high school complex which was being built at the same time really so if you stand on the corner of Wilburton and and Goffle, I mean, yeah, Wilburton and Goffle, and you look towards the high school, and you see the bridge, and you see the high school. You can understand, you know, it's they were done together for a purpose. It's a beautiful photograph. It's it's an absolutely, but you go past it, and you don't even you don't know it. So you know, if you take a moment and stop and take a look at what they were trying to create, it changes your perspective. So you guys listening that are thinking about this, if you're driving on Goffle towards Ridgewood, right? Mm-hmm. And you're driving up and you're, you're getting closer to Warburton Ave. Don't right. be causing accidents, all right? Don't slam on no. your brakes. Slow down or pull over. Or and, walk the park. And, and when you're walking the park, turn around and, and take a look at it. And that's and how you work. could say it. That's the best way to say it is because when you come up, when you're down right. at the bottom and you come up that hill and you're looking that's at the bridge and the high school at the same time, how, right. how old is the original part of that high school? Uh, 1933 it started. Yeah, so this was, and, and this was just being, it was the first high school. It's so, what I love is, is hearing the progression of town. So mm-hmm. we got big enough to get our own paper. Right. And, and then we got, then we got, Actually, yeah, two papers. and then we got big enough to have our first high school, mm-hmm. you know, because other, before that they were going to high schools in other towns. They were going to Patterson. Yeah. So it wasn't like you could get up and walk down the street and go to school. This was, right. if you lived, you know, on the far North side of, of Hawthorne, you had to go to Patterson to go to school. Right. They were going to central high school. Yeah. Until the town got big enough. To have a high school. I mean, I I grew up. Lincoln School was just K through eight. There was no right. middle school. We didn't have a middle school. But now right. the town that continues to grow got to the point where you know what we're going to have to open up a middle school because there's too many kids. Right. And and it's it's neat to see the progression over the years. Mm-hmm. Well, Hawthorne's biggest 
growth spurt was between 1910 and 1920, where the population of Hawthorne increased 111% in those 10 years. Wow. And that's, that's when our heyday of, of building and a lot of the neighborhoods were, were built during that period of time. Well, I, I tell you, it's it's. I, I love hearing the history. I know that there is a ton more to talk about, but the one thing that I do have to talk about is okay. is is one of the things that Passaic County, um, you know, is is famous for, and specifically Hawthorne itself was in ha- in in the entire county of Passaic. The first killings that happened in the county happened to be in Hawthorne, right, and and. You know, and they have a street named after them. The people that right. lived in that home, and it's another Dutch family called the Van Winkles, right? Right. So, mm-hmm. so tell me, tell me what you know about about that story. All right. Um, one of the most brutal ever brutal murders ever in the state of New Jersey took place on January 9, eighteen fifty, when John uh, Judge John Van Winkle and his wife were literally hacked to death in the bedroom of their home. Of that Van home, Winkle, of that Van Winkle house. The Van Winkle house. Judge Van Winkle was a prominent landowner in the Goffel, and in it, the Goffel. which included most of the land along Goffel Road up Van Winkle to Lincoln Avenue. Oh, wow. Um, by the way, Goffel Road was also known as Godwinsville Road back then. From Godwin came the God, Godwinsville? Right. From okay. Goffel to Godwinsville, back to Goffel. <laughs> the Goffels won. Yes. Uh, Judge Van Winkle employed a number of farmhands, one of them being John Johnston, who was had been reprimanded and fined by the judge for being drunk. Johnston, who was familiar with the layout of the house, climbed into the couple's bedroom through a window and he hacked them with a cleaver as they slept. Wow. Mrs. Mrs. Van Winkle died instantly, but the judge managed to struggle with his assailant. The assailant fled back through the window and tried to escape in the brook in front of the house. He wandered in the brook as far as Rock Road and then headed up Rock Road to the Erie Station to what now is Glen Rock. So understand how far that is, guys. So, so yeah, the, That is far. Yeah, I mean, as, as you were saying it, I'm, I'm thinking of how long, far this guy trekked. So this is Goffle Road where the Van Winkle house is. Right, is, by the pond. Is by the duck pond. Right. So it's the duck pond. He, he jumped out the window, walked down, got into the brook, and walked from the duck pond all the way to Rock Road, mm-hmm. and then across all the way down to into Glen Rock. Right. So let's finish the story. This is this is fascinating. And uh, he ended up at the Erie Station in what is now Glen Rock. Uh, the agent at the at the uh, railroad station, sensing that something was wrong. To- Oh, no. all right. Because I am in the black hole of of AT and T cellular service, we got cut out there. But I definitely want to pick up where we left off. We left off with is his name was John Johnson. John Johnston, yeah. Johnston. John Johnston is now gone into the Golfer Brook, walked all the way, ran up to the Rock Road, went into Glen Rock, went to the Erie Station of Glen Rock, which is is that first the the main station. Where, just just past the Big Rock. Just past the Glen Rock. In yep. Glen Rock. All right, so how did they catch this guy? They followed him. Uh, the neighbors followed his bloody, his bloody footprints in the snow. 
and they caught up with him at the station, and they took him to the county jail in Patterson. He was tried and sentenced to be hung, which was carried out in the jail yard on April 30th, 1850. A gallows had to be erected since it was the first hanging in Passaic County. Wow, that was the first hanging? Yep. Uh, how it... How, Listen, anybody, any producer, director, screenwriter out there, contact me. Send me an email at comments at, at thetowncast.com. How is this not a movie? Well, there's a great book, Murder, the Murder on Gothel uh, by Don Smith. Yes, and and I'm hoping, I, I, I've been communicating with Don Smith. I definitely uh-huh. want to get him on the podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's a fascinating story, and he has a lot more detail than I was able to give you right there. Yeah. So, so we're definitely going to get Don on the uh, on the podcast. I was hoping to talk to him this coming weekend, which is the uh, the nineteenth and twentieth of December, just before Christmas. Uh-huh. Uh, so, if if we do, we'll make sure to get him uh, to get him talking at length about this uh, this case. I mean, it's it's fascinating. When I first heard about it, uh-huh. I I was like, how do I not know this whole history? Right. Well, you know, it's that's part of our job is as a historical society needs to reach out to let everybody know that we you know, we do exist and we have valuable information. If you're a history history nut like we are, um, we're always happy to share our knowledge and to gain more knowledge from people too. Yeah, and listen, it it's it's this is not free, guys. In in order to preserve the history, not only of our town, but if anybody was to preserve anything, it's gonna it's gonna cost money. And so, if you want to become a member, uh, go to hawthornhistory.org. If you if you just want to donate money, you don't have to become a member. Just donate money because you heard what what they do for our community and for the people people of Hawthorne. And and the other thing is, you know, if you wanna if if you want to donate stuff, if you have things in the attic, I love that promotion you guys are having next next month yeah yeah what's in your attic what's in your attic if we can get sam jackson if anybody knows sam jackson who can come out and do a promo for that that'd be great (laughs) (laughs) uh maybe we'll do it as a cameo (laughs) Uh, but but guys you know it's such a rich history here learn more about the history go to the website become a member or if not send an email info at hawthorne hawthorne historical society Oh, HawthorneHistory.org. Okay. And right, or you can, I can, re- you can reach me um, at Hawthorne History, uh, Hawthorne Historical Society, all one word at Gmail. At Gmail. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm happy to answer anybody's questions or, uh, you know, fill out maybe you know give you if you're looking for something specific, I might have a resource to be able to let you know a little bit more about um, any any particular subject pertaining to the history of Hawthorne. And if we you... enjoy it. We, we're passionate about this. We have a diverse group of members. We have a couple of police officers. We have a fireman. We have a doctor. Um, long-time residents. Uh, you know, we're trying. We're reaching out to the high school to get some of um, our future generation involved in this. Um, we're open to, uh, to whatever... Anybody who wants to to join is more than welcome, and it's a nice group of people. It truly is. And I think you'll enjoy our company. Yeah, and if you have things in the attic, if you have things that are buried that 
you don't even know what they are, but you know they're from town and you know they're about the town in some way, or just stories. If you have stories of, of relatives and ancestors, and you know, share them with the historical society because when you do, you're sharing it with everybody. Exactly. And that's that's what I'm hoping to do with the podcast is for everybody to get to know everybody and and support the businesses, support the mm-hmm. the uh, organizations like like Hawthorne Historical Society, because once they're gone, they're gone. It's a, and it's such a great town and it has so many different organizations that are so worthwhile in town, um, especially at this crazy time that if you can support the different restaurants, the different businesses, the different organizations help everybody get through this this time. Um, it speaks to Hawthorne as a community, and it's a great community. I've seen people reach out for various things without even being asked. They're, they're just there. I love that's it. The kind of, that's the kind of town it is. I love it. And and seeing seeing on the Facebook pages, you know, the Hawthorne High School kids that, that went out and shoveled yeah. driveways and sidewalks for seniors I, to me that's that's community that speaks to who we are yeah and and everybody just reaching out to one another on on uh on facebook and and yep. you know various organizations and and this is one of them guys you know reach out give give them give them more insight into the town because it just helps open it up and it makes it richer it makes that history richer absolutely jack absolutely. Jackie Walsh, I cannot thank you enough for doing oh, this. Thank you. I know, I know, we took up a lot of your time, and I, oh, I, I really, my pleasure. I really do appreciate it. And uh, hey, once this comes out, it's going to go down in history. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to let everybody know that we are here and um, we are an integral part of town, and uh, and we love Hawthorne, so we want to be able to preserve history of it and and pass it on for future generations and shout and shout out to the class of 1970 yeah. on your 50th <laughs> on what would have been your 50th reunion yes which unfortunately <laughs> got canceled because of the pandemic but they are going to celebrate uh october of 2021 so it'll just be sweeter and, even though we had to wait a little longer and you know what a, a hundred years from now people are going to be going to the hawthorne historical society Right. And they're going to be saying, wow, look at that. Here's pictures from the 2020 pandemic. Right. Yeah, we've been trying to archive those, too. Yeah, um, very cool. You know, it's important. It's our, our history, you know, we're making history right now. We're trying to preserve that as well. Well, I think I think uh, at some point we need to do a t- one of those, uh, what are those time, not time machines, what are those, time capsule? Oh, yeah. I, 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 I school has one that they're, that they're looking to open up, uh, I guess they their plans got, they Roosevelt School was planning on... Uh, oh, did they have one effort. for this year? Yeah, it's their 100th anniversary. Wow! And, um, they, they were planning on a celebration, too. And so many things have gotten pushed off till next year, so it just gives us, you know, once this is over, we're going to have a lot, like you said, a lot of reasons to celebrate, a lot of reasons to get out and see each other again. Absolutely, absolutely, and... and get on get on the website donate money become a member stay in touch and um you know again jackie thanks so much for coming on and and i look forward to uh future history absolutely thank you very much all right thanks jackie thanks all right guys we'll talk to you soon